You're listening to Nursing Review Radio. Pain Australia has cautioned Australians against using opioids to treat chronic pain and says people should be offered better treatment options. I'm joined by Chief Executive Carol Bennett to discuss the misuse of opioids and alternatives to treating chronic pain. Welcome, Carol. Hello, Dallas. How often are opioids being misused and and how is it affecting the lives of, of those Australians? Well, we know that one in five GP consultations involve a patient with chronic pain. Uh, And we know that the latest general practice data is showing that opioids are prescribed in three out of four occasions um, of multi-site pain management. So we we know that this means um, that prescribing of opioids has exponentially increased. Between 92 and 2012, we saw a 15-fold increase. And of course, when that happens, you're going to get all of the opioid-related harms that also increase with that associated use. Uh, It's a huge issue um, around the world and governments are dealing with this, but um, clearly in Australia, uh, it's an issue that we also need to manage while ensuring that people still get access to pain management that's appropriate to their needs. You said it's not good enough to just tell people to stop taking opioids and that sound alternative treatments for people experiencing chronic pain are needed. What are some other options out there at the moment or potential future options? Look, there is no ideal here and it's a complex problem. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have alternative medications like paracetamol or ibuprofen um, that could be prescribed, but it's not so much just uh, prescription medication uh, that needs to be uh, prescribed. It's also um, you know, a range of multidisciplinary care options and they're often not available and this is one of the problems if you just simply remove opioids from the market there's a whole range of people who will not get access to quality pain relief Um, and what we need to see uh, is you know the the standard in this area for best practice is multidisciplinary care so ensuring that people get access to the range of care and treatment options that they need to support their own particular circumstances. So besides offering alternatives and ensuring that people have access to multidisciplinary care, uh, how else can Australians be supported to stop misusing opioids? Well, I think we need to also educate the public and health professionals as well who aren't always aware of the options when it comes to chronic pain. It's a really complex, difficult issue. And the reality is that uh, we often think opioids are the go-to treatment automatically for pain. And, you know, it's become the go-to treatment in many instances for chronic pain, when in fact, we know that the evidence shows that it's not particularly effective for chronic pain. Um, There may be some, you know, cases in which it is appropriate to use, but um, they're pretty limited, really, on balance. We know that um, for chronic pain, we shouldn't be prescribing opioids. So, you know, we need to educate um, the public and the health professional community about um, the alternatives, about how chronic pain can be self-managed, what the alternatives are in terms of prescription medication and what the alternatives are in the instance of multidisciplinary care options because we know that physio 
um, exercise, uh, a different range of um, treatments and supports can really be very effective for people who experience chronic pain. What does stopping opioid treatment mean for people with chronic pain? Anecdotally, what have you heard from those who have ditched opioids? Uh, Look, it can be quite serious, actually. Mm -hmm. Um, People experience all sorts of um, uh, things from fogginess in the mind through to really severe depression. Um, People have even experienced suicidal ideation when it comes to um, removing what is, you know, a treatment that's become really important to them. Um, so, you know, it can, the consequences of this can be quite serious, and that's where we need to ensure that um, if we are changing a treatment regime, we are able to replace it with something that's equally effective. And that's where we need to do a lot more when it comes to ensuring we have um, pain clinics that can work with people who experience severe chronic pain. Um, And we really don't have a lot of those. There's some really good ones in this country in uh, major public hospitals and some private clinics. But we don't really have, um, you know, good access across the board um, to quality multidisciplinary pain relief. And that's uh, going to be a big issue when the new, um, for instance, codeine up scheduling legislation comes into place in February 2018. Mm -hmm. You said the establishment of a national real-time monitoring system would would provide a real opportunity to identify those at risk of dependence and and enable better support. Uh, What impact do you think this could have on opioid use Australia-wide? Look, it's potentially very significant um, and certainly it's a key ingredient if you are going to change the way that um, you enable access to opioids in this country. Um, We need to see a national system that's consistent because we know that um, these sorts of issues don't stop at state borders. So we need a national real-time monitoring system that enables us to detect uh, when people may be uh, doctor shopping or they may be at risk of dependence. Um, And so getting that system right and making sure that, um, you know, that it's not um, a stick approach to people who may be at risk of dependence um, or experiencing dependence is going to be important. Um, And it's potentially the key uh, to enabling us to move people um, off to other treatments where they are um, becoming dependent. Um, And it could enable us to intervene and provide more effective uh, options for pain management. Thank you for your time, Carol. You're welcome, Dallas, and I look forward to talking to you again soon.